Welcome to Teal Table Talks. Join us around the table for an in-depth and behind-the-scenes look at soundscapes and the community we serve. Today we're recording live from the American Theater in Hampton. And we are actually recording just before a concert of the Peninsula Youth Orchestra. My guest today is Congressman Robert C. Scott. Congressman Bobby Scott has represented Virginia's third congressional district in the U.S. House of Representatives since 1993. Um, for those who aren't familiar, the third district includes all of Newport News, Hampton, Norfolk, Portsmouth, and parts of Chesapeake. Prior to his service in Congress, he served in the Virginia House of Delegates from 1978 to 1983 and in the Senate of Virginia from 1983 to 1993. He is a graduate of Harvard College and Boston College Law School. After graduating from law school, he returned home to Newport News and practiced law from 1973 to 1991. As a young attorney, he founded the Peninsula Legal Aid Center to assist those who could not afford legal representation. He served as one of the youngest branch presidents of the Newport News NAACP. He received an honorable discharge for his service in the Massachusetts National Guard and the United States Army Reserve. Thank you for your service. Congressman Scott's 1992 election to Congress gave him the distinction of being the first African-American elected to Congress from Virginia since John Mercer Langston's election more than 100 years earlier during the Reconstruction era. Having a maternal grandfather of Filipino ancestry also gives him the distinction of being the first American with Filipino ancestry to serve as a voting member of Congress. Today, Congressman Scott serves as the ranking member of the Committee on Education and the Workforce, his fifth term as the committee's Democratic leader. Congressman Scott also serves on the Committee of the Budget, where he is a leading voice on fiscal policy. Welcome, Congressman Scott. And thank, thank you for spending some time with us today. Thank you. It's certainly a pleasure to be here. I appreciate it. Well, wonderful. Well, I, just to, to start off, you have been, as we just heard, serving your community as a political leader for more than 40 years. What first drew you to public service, and, and what has kept you so engaged in it for so long? Well, when I came back from law school, um, I got involved in a lot of different activities. And I found out that if, you, if you're trying to get something done, you can, in civic uh, organizations, uh, eventually a politician is going to have to get it done. And I just, frankly, in my youth, wasn't satisfied with the uh, speed with which they were getting things done. So I said I'd do it myself. So I ran for the House of Delegates. Not burdened by the fact that I wasn't supposed to win. Um, I, I didn't know that. And, um, and was fortunate enough to win anyway. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, it's worked out well for all of us that you did. So, you. <laughs> you, You've been a supporter of, of Soundscapes since the early years of the program. What is it about Soundscapes that has made you a fan of our organization? Well, it's almost what it, what's not about Soundscapes. It really fits into everything we're doing. In education, I serve as the lead Democrat on the Education and Workforce Committee. Those who are involved in the arts tend to do better in, in school. Um, those who are involved in extracurricular activities uh, tend not to be getting in trouble because they have constructive things to do with their time. Uh, and, and so it, it just fits right in, and, and the, it's an opportunity um, that I just believe all children ought to have. And when you, when you watch a concert and see the young people with their expertise, 
you wonder where they would be without soundscapes. And as you wonder that, it just makes you more insistent that we need more opportunities. Oh, wonderfully said. Thank you. No, I, I agree. I, when you see the students up there, and especially at some of our larger concerts where you see you know, 50 or, or 100 students up on stage at once, mm -hmm. um, it's, a, it's a lot of community lives that we're touching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wonderful. Well, the reason that we have you as our guest today and, and the reason that we're recording here from the American Theater is because you're going to help us to make a big announcement during the upcoming concert. Um, will you please share the exciting news with our viewing and listening audience? Well, the uh, Congress has changed their procedure that uh, they haven't had for well over a decade, and that is the ability for members of Congress to dic dic dictate community projects. And we're able to um, fund over $600,000 for soundscapes, enabling you to expand the number of children, uh, make sure everybody has an instrument, There's the kinds of things that would make the opportunities uh, available to as many children as possible. Yes, and I'm going to repeat that because I want to make sure you caught it. That's $677,000 that is going to be coming to Soundscapes to help us to grow. So if I may, I'd like to take just a moment to, to talk about what that looks like for our program. Um, last year, Soundscapes had the opportunity to do a feasibility study to find out a little bit more about what growing would look like for us as, as an organization. And we found out a couple of things. We found out, first of all, yes, there is great community interest in growing soundscapes and providing our programming for more students. We found out that, yes, there is a, a need. There are a lot more students in Newport News and Hampton and the surrounding communities that would benefit from a program like ours. And we also found out that the best path for us forward, the best way for us to grow, is going to be to create a music hub, um, a location where we can bring a lot of our programming components together, which will allow us to serve many more students in the community. And, and this investment of, of over $600,000 is going to be a huge push for us in that direction. We're going to be able to invest in a lot of the planning and the preparation that we need to do um, specifically, we're going to be able to invest in our staffing and our infrastructure to make sure that the program is ready for that kind of growth. We're going to be able to invest in um, community awareness and engaging in the community, things like what we're doing here today. Uh, we need to be doing more of this so people in the community know what we're up to at Soundscapes. We're also going to be investing in the planning and preparation for that music education hub. Not quite sure where it's going to be yet, but we've got a team that's starting to work on that. So we have a really exciting and bright future ahead of us, and this investment of federal funds is going to be truly transformational for us. So what do you see as, as the benefits for your district of having more of Soundscapes here in your district? Well, basically, more children having an opportunity to participate in the arts. Uh, it creates situations where they have constructive things to do with their time keeping them out of trouble. Uh, we have a lot of um, um, challenges with, uh, with crime, and one of the best things you can do is give young people constructive things to do with their time, with yes. adult interaction. That has been um, one of the most successful strategies. Waiting for them to mess up, waiting for them to join a gang, and then hoping the criminal justice system can do some good is way too late and much more expensive. We need to be on the front end, and that's what Soundscapes 
does, and it, it, it will enhance educational opportunities. And, um, and it's just an advantage, it's just an extra for the community. Community will be able to enjoy concerts like we're going to be able to enjoy later this afternoon. Absolutely. No, I, I see benefits all around. And, and you're right that um, concerts like this that are provided for free to the community, um, if you haven't been to a Peninsula Youth Orchestra or Soundscapes concert before, I highly encourage it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an extra kind of bonus benefit of, of making the arts available to the whole community. Yeah, good. very good. Well, and, and you know, you mentioned soundscapes and programs like ours as, as a means of kind of preventing crime and preventing problems before we even get to that point. Um, on kind of a, a more somber note, I was able to attend the roundtable that you hosted back in January uh, on gun violence intervention. It was shortly after the tragic shooting of a teacher by a young student in Newport News. And one of the things that really stayed with me after that roundtable was the way of thinking of what happened there, not so much as a school shooting, but a community shooting that happened in a school and how the responsibility can't lie only with the schools to provide solutions, that we as a community really have a responsibility to identify and work towards solutions. Um, what role do you see for a youth development organization like Soundscapes in providing um, solutions in this important work? Well, you mentioned that it's a community situation. Uh, there's an article that came out a couple of days ago that calculated that a child is three times more likely to get shot at home than in school. Uh, so, and then you, on the way to school, after school, um, in 7-Eleven, I mean, it, 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 trying to have a little oasis of safety is challenging to do uh, if you've got community crime. You're not going to have that o oasis, and to the extent that you do, you really haven't addressed the problem. Okay, they don't get shot in school, they get shot on the way to school. You need to address uh, crime generally, and the best way to do it is with prevention and early intervention. Get young people on the right track and keep them on the right track. And the kinds of activities that are most helpful of those that give young people constructive things to do with their time after, after school, the three to six p.m. Time, time period after school before, before the parents get home is a time period where children uh, typically get start getting in trouble. The gang murders, the children did not wake up one morning and go from law-abiding to gang murders. It was a transition. They gradually got in worse and worse trouble. Right. Uh, to the extent that you can uh, give them constructive things to do with their time, particularly the 3 to 6 p.m. time period, they don't get in trouble to begin with. And that's why the um, uh, programs like Soundscapes, uh, Boys and Girls Clubs, and other activities are so valuable if you're going to be talking about youth violence. Yeah. No, thank you. I, I absolutely believe that. And, and I think that um, it, it works so well if it's somewhere that they want to be. Yeah. yeah. If it's somewhere that they are feeling engaged and feeling they can um, contribute and enjoy and create. It really, it, and different different students have different interests. Some mm -hmm. sports, some other activities, arts, and you want to have um, uh, opportunities for whatever they're interested in, so they'll actually do it. Yes, exactly. That's wonderful. Absolutely. Well, before we wrap up, um, we have four rapid fire questions <laughs> that we ask to everyone. 
So first of all, what is your favorite instrument? I played the cornet in elementary school. Did you? But I think my favorite instrument has got to be a piano because I, I had piano lessons. But the idea that you can have all 10 fingers working with your feet and everything else is just uh, such a challenge. I never got very far. <laughs> and it's um, amazing that you could watch people playing. And you, how do they hit the right keys? Yeah. Um, that's. Um, I enjoy the piano music. Wonderful. Yeah, I took piano lessons. A very similar story. I appreciate it a lot, enough to appreciate it, not necessarily enough to be good now. <laughs> what was a memorable recent concert that you've attended? Well, the, the uh, Soundscapes uh, concerts where you see young people and the expertise that they're displaying, you know they didn't get that overnight. Mm -hmm. It's the discipline, the practice, the interest, the focus, um, the kinds of things that, the kinds of, I guess you call it soft skills, yeah. I think they're called, yeah. they'll do you so well later. And, and you wonder, I always wonder where the, these children would be without soundscapes yeah. and why others can't have, why we can't have more opportunities. Well, I love that answer. That's a good one. Um, what was your dream job as a kid? Well, I was going to be a doctor when I, when, when I grew up. My father was a uh, was a was a physician, okay. and um, I think first year college chemistry took care of that idea. <laughs> That's well, we're glad you landed where you did. It <laughs> seems to have worked out. <laughs> and if you had one magic wish for Soundscapes, no legislation required, what would it be? Well, to grow as much as possible so that many more children uh, could have the opportunity, and I think that would uh, do well for those children, do well for the community. Um, and that would be the dream. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, and thank you for watching and listening. Thanks for joining us around the teal table. Learn more at soundscapes.org. Soundscapes is supported in part by the National Endowment for the Arts, Virginia Commission for the Arts, Newport News Arts Commission, Carnegie Hall through the Play USA program, LA Phil through the Partners in Music Learning program, Dario Foundation, Town Bank, the Bernadine Franciscan Sisters Foundation, and the City of Newport News. Recorded at Soundscape Studios. Original theme music by Joe Hamm.